After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Today is August 17, 2005. This is Evan's Journal, broadcasting to you live from Honolulu, Hawaii, in my upstairs office of my home. Today's interview started off with Hank Rogers. We were See, we were supposed to do a back... I don't know if it's back-to-back, but it's a morning interview and then an afternoon interview, which i got to tell you, man, is, is really tiring. But Hank Rogers was the first one to come in in the morning, and Hank is the, the person who started Blue Lava Wireless three and a half years ago and recently sold it off to Jamdat, which is a publicly held uh, company this year in April, I believe, for $137 million. Part stock, part cash, but so today's valuation is roughly around $137 million. And <laughs> that brings up another point. I told him, man, must be must be tough, yeah, de- decide, deciding, oh, should I say it was 137 or $139 million? Must be a nice nice problem to have. But Hank had a really interesting story about how he actually obtained the rights for Tetris. And as a young adult, I think it was maybe early 30s, he got on a plane and flew to Mo- uh, Moscow right in the, you know, I think it was still the Soviet Soviet Union at the time. So he went in there. He didn't really know where to go. He just kind of made his way around. And it's almost very similar to the role-playing games that he has programmed himself before in the past. Ended up getting a translator, going in a meeting with the government, had KGB people involved, but you know, there's no better way to tell that story than for you to listen to it yourself, and hopefully that one will be available soon. And, and that brings us to the next point. Soon, what is soon? Because a couple weeks ago we said, okay, we're going to have a finished show up for you. It's a couple weeks now, and we have nothing. Um, granted, I am. We di- we are doing quite a bit of interviews back to back, and I believe that the um, station is maxing out our uh, producer and engineer, Michael. But I mean, I'm getting a little bit worried here <laughs> whether or not we're going to make it for this uh, September 3rd date. I mean, we're talking still a couple of weeks, but we still need to do the promos, and the promos are those 30-second spots that are in other people's radio shows to promote our show. We haven't even scripted it out or, or done anything with that yet. I am definitely getting worried about that. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I guess if you're listening to the show and you're going, well, this guy, he doesn't sound all that sure of himself. Well, I'm just being very honest with you guys. On You can feel the ups and downs with me. I'm sure it's going to work out, but right now I'm a bit worried. Uh, so, who knows? And then you know what else is first time today? First time today for a no-show. Yep, that's right. 3 o'clock we had the interview, which is odd to me because I got the bio faxed to me. I believe it was yesterday or so. And then today, no-show. No call, no show, no email. Where did our guests go? I don't know. So, that was kind of a... I guess if you look at it, you say, okay, it's a waste of time. But what ended up happening is we sat in the lobby of the Cox Radio studio. There's four chairs in there. So I sat in there. I was talking with Carrie a little bit, a little bit with Michael. 
and then a little bit with uh, Cox Radio's one of their sales reps. His name is Paul Ayat, and Paul used to play professional baseball. We're about the same age. He went to Iolani uh, High School, so we we kind of know each other. And he, he, you know, that fifteen twenty minutes or so that I talked started with him, I got a lot of really good insight into what we can start doing for for selling sponsor sponsorship onto this show. And then how to bundle it and package it. Because I got to tell you, man, radio advertising is expensive. It's not cheap, man. It's expensive. So, you know, I, I'm figuring out the rates and all that. I'll keep you, po- keep you guys posted. Currently, the sponsor is Bubble Tea Supply. So please visit them at bubbleteasupply.biz. And that means that I'm bankrolling the whole thing. So, I don't know. We're, we're going to see. Like I always say, we're going to see. Networking with Millionaires. That's the name of a recent audiobook that I listened to by Thomas Stanley. And Thomas Stanley wrote this book called The Millionaire Next Door, where he he did a research study on I don't know how many millionaires and then kind of put all the data together and found out that okay, millionaires, you know, they they typically buy a car and own it for a long period of time and you know, these are their habits and they buy antique furniture versus buying other furniture and you know, it's little kind of quirky things, and 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 just kind of a a bench benchmark to see if you know we're doing things. I guess the reader can benchmark themselves against what a millionaire does. And there's a difference between a millionaire, a decamillionaire, which means you know ten million and over, and then a high income earner. Because just because someone earns high income doesn't necessarily mean that they're millionaire status. So. That was an interesting book in itself, but the the follow up book is called Networking with Millionaires, and I don't know if it's in print or if it's just an audiobook. I got it from uh, simplyaudiobooks.com. I am a member of that, so I get these audiobooks every month, and I, I stuck it on my list. That audiobook is is pretty good because it talks about the best ways to network with other people and the best ways to to uh, approach you know high net worth individuals. So I think it's targeted a lot more toward financial people and, and so on. But it, it was really evident to me today. I got an email from somebody. I get emails, you know, all the time. But this email was, you know, I talked to so and so and I want to know if you can give me some leads. And I was thinking, who in the hell is this? You know, what what is this? But I'm polite well, today I was polite. They sent it back, you know, send me more details and so on. And they sent back some saying, oh, you know, I'm trying to, uh, you know, make sure that my my uh, options are open and then we, we can team up with people outside my current profession. So it gives a little bit more info. But the first thing that I'm thinking is, where is the level of trust here? There is no level of trust. There is no introduction made. I have no idea who this person is from anyone else. Why in the hell would I re- refer anybody? I mean, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense to me. You know, I think about this a lot because I'm emailing other people for a number of things. But if I'm going to email somebody cold, I really need to know upfront what is going to be in it for them. Why are they going to even read this? Because the higher up you go, the more emails that they're getting. And they're busy. So what what is it that we can offer in order to have them, re- one, read the email, and two, respond appropriately, and, you know, and, and basically do what we ask, I guess. So 
that networking with millionaires was an interesting approach because the whole approach was when you approach somebody, you're approaching them with with uh, an opportunity for them to enhance their revenue, and that was that's what they were calling it because it was typically aimed at business people enhancing enhancing their revenue or their status or fixing a problem without necessarily just pitching them an idea or your service or whatever. So it's almost like giving them something in advance as opposed to just asking for something. So I'm working hard on trying to implement that with the people that we're talking to, but I mean, I don't know, man. I, I was so tempted just to email that back and say, you need to listen to this radio, I mean to this audio book because it doesn't, you know, what are you talking about? So anyways, I don't know. What I do know is I need a media kit and I need a sponsor. I don't need a sponsor that bad yet, but I think once we start getting bandwidth charges and there's more production cost and, you know, we have to put some, maybe put some advertising in there and things like that, you know, the bill gets, gets a little bit up there. So, and I'm, I'm wondering if people are going to download this and actually pay for it. I'm hoping that they do and I'm, I'm pretty confident that they will because it's valuable info, but, Nonetheless, who knows? If the cost can be covered and then some by a sponsor of some sort, that would make sense to me too. So I'll keep you posted on that. I, I put a call into the radio station uh, sales executive, one of the head sales executives, to help me with the uh, media kit. And, to, uh, you know, I just want to pick their brain on how, what's their approach. How do they lay out a sales presentation? What data are they showing? You know, what objections come up? And, by doing that, I want to take him to lunch because I, I want him to at least get something out of it, even if it's just lunch. And then, you know, while we're going through it, I'll think of ways that I can help them out as well. So these are things that, that went on today. Uh, that should be about it for tonight. So early show, and I will see you tomorrow.